Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Welcome you for joining us today. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. If you're wanting to check out more about Big Church, make sure to go to bigchurchbarrie.ca. So today's message, um, what we're covering today is we're actually going to be covering a lot about evangelism. And we're going to take a different angle that um, I think doesn't commonly get talked about um, in the church sphere. There's The the way I'm I'm putting this message together, there's actually two parts to it. So the first part, I find, is a very practical part. And a lot of times when you're... um, When you're uh, learning about evangelism, there's like a practical component. And sometimes you get people just going all practical. But then, you know, other people, when they they talk about evangelism, maybe they don't go practical at all. Maybe what they're doing is they're just going all about the scriptures and talking all about the things that uh, we need to do when it comes um, to evangelism in our hearts. And so what I want to do is I actually want to bring in both because I feel like both are needed when we're looking at evangelism. We're looking at how to really have an impact in our community. And so I really hope that you can just uh, pay attention to all the different things and the practical steps and then even write some of those scriptures verses down and meditate on those scriptures after as well too. So what I actually want to break down is just get right really practical here is look at ways to start being a witness. So what are the ways that we can start being a witness to people that are around us? Now I'm going to allow you guys to just kind of like popcorn uh, ideas out, but I'm going to give you a few that I know of up here. So maybe I'm making it more like a little bit of a YD youth kind of flair to it here, you know, like getting everybody engaged. So, you know, we're going to do church in many ways. Amen. All right, so one way that we do, um, we can do evangelism, is really simply, you know, we have, uh, we have like invitation cards, like at Big Church, so we have them at the back, um, so a lot of us, what, what we have done in the past is, you know, keep them in our, in our car, and, and one really creative idea that somebody had was, you know, hey, you know what, I'm going to pay for the person behind me's uh, coffee, right, going through a drive through or, um, you know, I'm going to leave it somewhere, right? I'm going to put a scripture verse on it, that kind of thing. And so there are those invitation cards, which can be a, a really good uh, witness to somebody. Because think about it. If everybody always um, hears about the church and they're like, oh, they're so bad. You know what I mean? They're, they're so judgmental, all this kind of stuff. But it's like, imagine receiving like a coffee from someone, right? Who's in front of you. And it's like, they have a church card. It's like, you could say, they can think whatever they want, you know what I mean, about the church, but it's like, those kinds of things, those kinds of nuggets really do have an impact on people, you know? And it really gets people to see church, not just, you know, they see big church on there, they know it's a church, right? So they're associating all that with a church. Even if they don't come to big church, it's an evangelistic way of doing it. So that's one idea. Um, Another one is, um, you know, like we have For example, we have events, right, that we do um, on a regular basis. And a lot of those events, if you look at it, are really easy to um, invite people to, where it doesn't feel like, you know, they're having to come into, like, a church and feel the intimidation of, like, knowing what a service is like, all of that, right, where they can... Um, they can go and they can meet people. So, like, you know, there's people that would like to axe throw. There's people that like to do picnics. So, like, there's ways that we can just kind of, you know, we got flyers at the back for all of the different types of events that we do. We, you know, we, you could take that. You could be like, um, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to my coworker. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I want to take you axe throwing. You want to come with me? I'm going with some people uh, from my church. And I'd like to go out and do some axe throwing. Or, you know, maybe you're, you're wanting to go down to a picnic and you could just say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick up my phone and I'm going to dial Aunt Susan. You know, I haven't talked to her in a really long time. You know, I know, I know she's going to want to go to this picnic, right? And, you know, and, and so there are many different ways that, uh, that you can, that we can do this. Another one is maybe going out for a coffee and a chat 
with a coworker or a neighbor, right? Like, you know, Carrie and I, we were just like walking the other day and we have our neighbors um, across the road. We had like literally like three minutes and we normally would stop and kind of introduce ourselves. And I know Daniel and Sydney, they, they do the same thing. We've met every one of our, our neighbors. We've, we've had, um, Daniel's invited um, one of them that, that came. He was, he was kind of dr- drunk when he came, but he did come to church, right? And I mean, they do ask questions about God and they do message, message you and stuff like that too. But it's like, you know, we had three minutes and I'm like, Carrie, I don't know if we can spend time like just, you know, saying hi right now, like just introducing ourselves because we gotta, we gotta go and, uh, and we have, to, we have to take off, but we did anyways. And it was just a quick hi and hello and introduce yourself. But it's like, you know, people appreciate that. Like, you know, when you uh, go over and maybe bring them over some cookies or, you know, <laughs> or just, uh, you know, just, just do something that goes out of your way to say, hey, like, I'm a neighbor here, you know, like, it's nice to meet you, right? Like, when somebody does that to me, like, I don't care, uh, I don't care, like, you know, what faith you have, I don't care what your background is, I don't care if you don't like the same hockey team as me or something like that. Like, I know that when somebody does that, that they're doing it because they care about you and you appreciate it, you know what I mean? Like, we appreciate those kinds of things. Or, you know, like there's, uh, you know, getting a coffee for your coworker, right? Like you just get something nice for them and, and be that person that can just be, um, you know, uh, an inviting person, right? When we're going and, are, and doing our lives, right? Instead of very secluded. You know, I can, I can think back to uh, an example actually with Daniel when um, he was working at Shack Shine. And, uh, you know, he was, he was very abdomen about making sure that everybody was, was hearing uh, the gospel message, right? And they all did. And he, uh, he was able to pray with them and talk to all of them about their faith and had times where uh, God opened up different opportunities, right? You know what I mean? Did you want to share just really quickly, maybe like a story of uh, something that happened just to just kind of give an, uh, like an example of it. All right, so um, an example I can give, there's, there's so many, but I'll, I'll share one kind of in the later stages when I worked there. Um, one of the stories was I was actually at a, uh, it was like a Christmas dinner, I believe it was a Christmas dinner. Anyways, it was some sort of like work party, and we were there, and uh, there's a lot of things going on, and I remember um, some of the ones, some of the, people that were there were getting drunk some of them were actually smoking weed too and it was like a you know but I wasn't wanting to be part of that but I still felt like I needed to stay so I stayed and there was one guy that I ended up talking to um and uh I was just like I think I'd share with him about Jesus like a, on a couple occasions but this time it was different it was like he was actually like listening to what I had to say and the Lord began to give me like a word of knowledge for him um, which pretty much for anyone who doesn't know what word of knowledge is, is when like the Holy Spirit will share something with you about somebody that you wouldn't know, but that God already knows about them. And he shared about me, like with, with him some that he had deal, dealt with bullying and that he had dealt with, you know, like rejection. And he had dealt with those things growing up. And that was some stuff that he dealt with. And, and it really just like, it kind of shook his reality for a moment because he was like, wow, like there's a God that knows me. There's a God that, that knows my heart. You know, and so it opened up an opportunity for me to even just speak more life into him and share my testimony and share what God did in my life with him. Um, and yeah, it actually, yeah, it definitely planted a serious seed for the rest of the time that I worked there. So, Amen. <clears throat> and you know, there's lots of examples that probably each one of us have here, right? Where um, we do those types of things at our at our work, right? Um, but just even being kind to those we see in our week, you know what I mean? Like just having a smile and being like, Hey, you know, like it's, it's nice to, um, it's nice to see someone with a, a friendly face. I know that when I worked down at the Salvation, uh, army and I was, uh, working as a, a housing worker, I didn't work for the Salvation Army. I came in as a housing worker. And uh, when I went to go and set up my office, it's one of my first jobs that I had when I uh, came out of school for social work. And um, I went in there and I'm just like, just excited about like coming in and working. And the lady who worked at reception, she's like, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) 
She's like, I knew it. She's like, we've been praying for ones like you to get in here. <laughs> we, we, we need to do some, you know, the, she really wanted, and it was just cool. And it was like this, this awesome relationship that happened, even just like working in that setting, just knowing that God was in control of that situation. And so it's really important to be kind to those we see in our week, right? Um, be, but, but also just being engaging and real. You know what I mean? Like we have down days, right? We have, but processing, the way we process, when you have the good news, when I get hit with, you know, the news of someone being sick, or if I get hit with the news of someone passing away, right? How I process that through the good news determines where I end up, right? Like, look at Jesus when, you know, when John the Baptist died. He went away and, and cried, right? Like, he's like, I got to go alone, guys. Like, I need to, like, I need some morning time. And so it's like, you don't have to be like, I'm a big man, right? Like, it's like, no, like, there are life things that happen. And so just being engaging and real. Also just allowing uh, friendships to form, right? Like, sometimes we... You know, we over, you know, zealously do it, right? And it's like almost like I, I know that in, in the early stages of like for me when I was out and, and trying to do outreach and stuff and I heard some messages on it, it's like, yeah, okay, I am doing it. You know what I mean? And like for me, I'm one of those guys that like one of the first things that I do when I process stuff is like I want to I want to like I want to make sure that I, I'm doing it right. You know what I mean? I know that Carrie is also the same way, my wife, so we both do that a little too much. But it's like, so when I was, when I was younger, it's like, you know, like, the, you know, when I was listening to a sermon and the guy had a suit on, he's talking about evangelism, he's talking about, like, you know, being a witness and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, I got to take this seriously. And he's reading from the Word of God, and it's so important. And there's, you know, just so many terms that, 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 that talk about evangelism in there. And it's like things that people don't even understand, you know, but sometimes we get so biblical minded and we get so, um, you know, so zealous for reaching out to people that it's like to just know that those people are just they're just there and they want to observe you and they want to maybe maybe they want to know who you are. But, you know, maybe you're just coming off a little, you know, a little strong. So I find sometimes just allowing a friendship, just allowing it to form, just, you know. Allowing interests, allowing different hobbies, allowing even just your faith, like just an open dialogue about your faith and, and you know, like not making anything feel like super spiritual. I know that in that example that Daniel gave, I know that uh, just another iteration of that story um, is that, you know, those people, they weren't feeling like off put, right? Or like he was out of place and out of touch from being there. He was just being himself and knowing that he's a person that knows Christ and that knows who Jesus is and what he did and what standards you have and all of those kinds of things. And so it's an engagement like that that's just allowing a friendship to form. And so there's other things like, um, actually I'm gonna, I just, I wrote a bunch down. So now I've got the juices going. What are some other things that people tend to do that can be a good type of an outreach, like a, an evangelistic kind of activity or, or something that, that maybe you practice or an idea of something that maybe you think would be a good idea. Does anybody have any any thoughts? Oh, okay, Christine. Demonstrating vulnerability. Okay. And what would that look like with um, an example, like just an example of Okay. Okay. That's cool. I think that that's a good example of it. I know that, um, you know, it's like when you go to a job interview, right? Like where you're talking about like, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And everybody's like, weaknesses? What? You know, I don't have any weaknesses. It's like, but it's, it's in that vulnerability. It's in those challenges of life, right? What's that? Yeah, that's right. That's very true. Very, very true. That's a really good one. Any other 
Any other thoughts? Oh, Linda. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, you know what, actually, speaking on that, that's one of the, I, I do that as well too. Like I buy a pack of uh, granola bars and I literally just have them in my car because I just noticed that there's, you know, there's been an increase, right? In like just the amount of people that have been asking for different things. And whenever I see somebody, it's like, boom, like take some food, right? And it just, it's a good thing to, to do that. It's a good witness and, and let them know that Jesus loves them. Like those are really good things. Um, does anybody else have any more thoughts? Any other ideas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I think you've been reading my notes. I think you're going down the, the pathway here. <laughs> Maybe you knew where I was going. Oh, yeah, Ben. Compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like thinking about the, what matters to them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Another one is, um, you know, like praying for those that, that you know need Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that's another one. Um, anybody else? Any other interesting ideas? Oh, yes, at the back. Sorry, Don, okay. <clears throat> Wow, that is so good. That is very, very good. For those that are online, I'm really sorry if you're not getting this. It'd be really hard to chase everybody with the mic, and I mean, we've got a cable here too, so I'm kind of tethered up here. Um, any, other, uh, any other types of ideas? These are all really good, by the way. Like, I mean, these are fantastic. And, I, and just knowing that people have these kinds of ideas, you know that there's different ones that are, are doing this on a regular basis. And it makes you realize, like, how much the church actually is doing, you know? Like, not just, like, how much we need to do, but, like, look at what is being done. Like, that's a lot of really good witness out there in the world. It's like being that beacon of hope and that light, right? Um, so that's good. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on, unless there was one more. Anybody really itching to share an idea? No? Okay. Um, another one is maybe asking the Holy Spirit, right, to lead you to opportunities outside of your comfort zone, too. That's a, maybe a challenging one, right? Because maybe you, you feel in, inside like, hey, you know what? I, I'm actually probably a little too comfortable in myself, so I need to pray that it's a really interesting way to pray that way when you feel really comfortable in yourself that way and you know it doesn't feel right. Then it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, make me become uncomfortable and make me uh, understand how to be that witness in a unique way. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you pray that. <laughs> you 
Yeah, I'll tell you, he's going to answer you. I see a few chuckles. Maybe some others have prayed that prayer before. <laughs> I know I have. Um, you know, for many of us, right, uh, we hear a message, you know, about outreach, um, but we just let it die. And why is that? It's, sometimes it's because, you know, um, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, be- because um, we do not have, right, a, a means to grow it, right? So sometimes we, we get the idea, right, of like, hey, yeah, evangelism is good. And yeah, I really, really, like, I really care about that message. Like, I mean, like, I really care about it. And then you go home and you're praying about it. But it's like to actually know that that is doing something, right? And that you're making an impact about that. Sometimes they just, it almost feels like, like they, they die. And I don't want to say it, it fully does. Um, but I just want to bring up a point around that. I'm not saying it does because, I mean, whenever we get the word of God put into our heart, right, it can bear fruit. And it's the seed that's sown. But it's, we got to get that, that, that seed, right, um, on a fertile soil. We need to make sure that when we are talking about things like, you know, evangelism, where we talk about things in the scripture, that we have a means of practicing out all of those types of things that, that we um, experience through the word of God. You know, um, like how many of you guys, just show of hands, you've heard a message on evangelism and it did, uh, it did you know, die off. Like it just, you felt like it kind of, okay. All right, only five. All right, everybody else, you've never had that happen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so, and it does, it, it happens, right? It happens to all of us. And so, you know, the, another thing to think about is, you know, there, there's many scholars out there, right? And we live in a very um, highly educated culture. And a lot of times we think that just having that education, right, and having that title of, hey, I've completed this, you know, this course, that that equates to now I'm, I'm whatever, right? Uh, whenever we go into school for, you know, as I say, I go into school for law and I don't practice law, but I went to school for law, right? It's like, I think like I'm, I'm a lawyer, right? You know, I'm a certified lawyer, but it's like I'm not doing anything with it, right? It's the same thing with like many scholars, right, in, the, in our faith or even just people that just want to read the word of God and just put it into thought, um, you know, but it's like when we actually care, you know, and we put that, that scripture and we take it and we put it into that ground and we sow that ground and we water, you know, and we have that ground watered and that seed starts to grow and Jesus starts birthing something inside of us, that's when we really start to flourish. And I've, you know, I've seen it where new Christians just being in a different type of soil, just being in a really mature soil, right? That, um, like, they, they can flourish a lot more. You know what I mean? And um, they, they take care of a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And, and then as they're taking care of different ones, right, they're growing and they're maturing in all of their faith, not just people that are just shotgunning it out there and, and just you know, going crazy on witnessing, but not understanding who Jesus really is and not understanding all the core things. But, you know, it's, it's just being rooted in that good soil. It's like, you know, when, when people go after Christ, you know, and they, they get to experience that life on the inside, you know, and they, they, they really take it in their heart and they really believe in it and they press hard to receive, you know what I mean? Um, or to, to really go after those things. You know, like, um, a good example of this is, like, uh, Todd White, as an example, you know? Like, he's a, he's a man that, that uh, when he got started, um, even the people that he, uh, he ministers with, you know, they, they were all pretty seasoned throughout a lot of their, their lives, and this guy just went out and started preaching on the streets and just wanted to just, just care for people and just... Um, and just share the love of Jesus with everybody that he saw. 
And so he just kept going and going and going and going. And it was like he matured. He grew into maturity of his faith as he just kept going and, and uh, pursuing after those kinds of things. So I feel like there's like a lesson to be had in that. Like when we're looking at, you know, just learning things from, from God, you know what I mean? That we need to really apply those principles, apply those things. That's why I wanted to like bring out more of the practical and bring out those things, you know? Um, and it matters how we're planted and grafted in, right? You know, as a leadership, um, you know, we're looking at some new ways to be a witness, right? We're looking at ways that, that we can grow as a body, as a, as a corporate body, right? Just like we all do individually, right? And just like we all do even like multi-church, right? It's like as a corporate church, we're also looking at that. And we're looking at how can we do that? Um, and how can we do it in a way where it allows all of us to share? Where all of us get to be a part of that? Where all of us get to, to, um, to actually know that, hey, you know what? I was able to evangelize. Hey, you know what? You know, I read that in the Bible where I saw them going out on the streets and preaching the good news. And guess what? I had an experience of that. You know what I mean? I had a, a, a way that I could be a witness to those that were around me. You know, I know that a lot of us, you know, we want to do that. Even people that are shy, they want to be able to do that. Like, you know, I know different ones that they're like, you know, I just, I can't go out on the streets. But they're, they're comfortable doing face painting for kids, you know? And it's like, when they're face painting for kids, it's like, they're telling a story about Jesus to that kid. And then they're giving them something that they can take with them. And then they've got something on, you know, maybe they, they had something painted on their face that was like a, a cap, but maybe they tied that into Noah or something and, you know, tell a story about the Bible. Like, there are different things that, that end up being a strong witness. And those people get excited just the same way that somebody that might be, you know, really bold and out there and doing it that way. Or maybe people focus more on just on a friendship level, right? In really small ways. Like there's, there's all sorts of ways that that happens. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I, I'd encourage you to do is um, to continue to have that lifestyle, right? Of caring for others. That lifestyle of seeing that salvation for an individual is important. Like if you've received the good news, right? What, what are we talking about with sharing? The good news. So go and share that good news with somebody else, right? And think about them, right? It's like, I can come up with all the good news for me, but, you know, there comes a point where, you know, I got to say, like, it's not just the good news wasn't, wasn't meant for me, myself, alone. It was meant for others to share. It was like, God gave that so that you can have it, so someone else can have it. Like, it was passed down to you. Let's pass it on to another person, amen? And so, just be praying, like, I'm actually asking you. I know that I've asked you about the finances and saying, hey, be praying into this and, you know, all of that. But be praying into um, what that looks like because we're actually trying to, um, trying to do that right now and make sure that we have a clear direction on what that can look like this summer. So if you can be doing that, that would be great. Just be praying into that because we want that right direction on that corporate level, right? Um, and it really does make a difference when we can do that together. Because it's a, it's a place where we can mature and grow together. So, um, so yeah. You know, and like my wife and I, uh, what we're trying to, to do is we try to spur each other on all the time. So if you have somebody in your life that can just spur you on and say, hey, you know what? How are you doing? Like, you know, when you're out there, sometimes we're out there in a really dark place. And it's like, how are you doing when it comes to shining a light? Are you feeling strong? Are you feeling good out there? And having somebody that can, can continue to spur you on, like, you know, and I know that Carrie and I, like, when we were on that walk, it's like, no, like, we're going to make a point to have a conversation with our neighbors. We didn't evangelize to them in the sense that we had to tell them all about Jesus right there. But it's like, in your friendship, you're able to pour out the love of God. Just like when we have fellowship with one another, and it says, do not neglect having fellowship with one another. Do not neglect going and like, you know, spending that time in, in prayer, it, like with one another. It's like in those kinds of seasons, it's like that's where we mature and grow because it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, you, be, 
you become what you behold. So if you're always beholding other things in the week and you only behold Jesus on a Sunday, then it's like there's, there's less to encounter. There's less like aspect ratio. There's, there's not as much of an aspect where you can fully capture and encapsulate more of who he is. And then also with people around you to be that positive uh, influence, it's like you get more encapsulated inside of you as well too. And I know that Paul caught that, you know, just with the church. And he's like, you need to, like, we need to root ourselves with one another. So it's that kind of thing, right? And so, you know, like, even for myself, like, I'm starting a a business on June 14th. It's called uh, Good Fruit Investors. It's all around, like, investing. Um, And in that, I'm not going to hide my faith. I'm not going to make it like that's what what it's about. I'm not going to be like, you know, hey, here's, you know, stuff that I'm doing around that. But by the way, I love Jesus. And here, take, you know, take that. Yeah. Come out to church. You know, like, I'm I'm going to witness to people, but it's going to be a real thing. And am I going to hide about who I am? No, I'm not going to hide who I am. I'm going to be the person that I am, right? You know, I'm going to be like, I'm a minister as well too, right? Like I do those kinds of things. You're a minister to the people that are around you. Like I'm going to minister to people. I'm going to give people that good news. And so that's going to be infused into the person that I am. Therefore, that's going to be reflected outwardly, right? Through different principles or different things that people hear about. And then they're going to be curious and ask questions. They're going to be like, so why do you do that, right? Like, well, why does your company, you know, why does it have an avenue of giving, right? Like where it gives out a lot, right? It's like, well, let me tell you about that. I'll tell you why. It comes from, a, from my faith. It comes from caring for people, right? That's what it comes from. And so, you know, it's that kind of stuff as well as, you know, like my wife, like I'm, I was working with her and, and helping her, um, you know, doing, doing that and setting that up. She's, she runs um, uh, resuscitation um, uh, courses and, and does online uh, burnout courses and um, uh, nutrition and just, just quality of life kind of stuff. So in that quality of life kind of stuff that she's sharing online, she has her faith. And even in uh, the book that she uh, wrote on burnout, um, even in that, it talks about her faith. So these kinds of things are infused in everything that we do because the good news about everything that we have, right? There's good news in, in, in every aspect of our lives. And so it becomes that light. It becomes that beacon of hope because people are seeing how the dots get put together, right? Um, so, so you can see here that there's many, many ways. There's so much of a richness that can come when we, when we get to, um, to have this time with one another. Like, you know, when we had the COVID thing going on and everybody was locked down, I, I, I gotta say, you know, I felt it from the relational side. I also felt it on that side with being able to be a witness to people. It's like, I don't even get the opportunity or the luxury to share Jesus. It's like, I almost went through like a bit of an identity issue around that too, right? Because it's like, it just, it plays with your mind in so many ways, right? Just having that isolation. I mean, you know, or maybe that was just me. I don't know. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. The last time I did that, I had five people put their hands up, okay? So we're not going there. Um... You know, and so this is the thing, right? In many, um, you know, a, a lot of the things that I, I'm sharing about right now, I could have been actually, I could have actually changed my approach even. Like all these practical things, if you really look at it, we could have just like gone down a pathway of just having scripture. And everything that, that we're talking about here, all these things, even the ideas that you guys had, we could have just talked about like, Um, we could have talked about theology. We could have just talked about just scriptures that revolved around that. And we'd be talking about the same thing, right? You know, we'd be talking about the exact same thing. One, you're doing it, right? And another, you're hearing about the heart and the, the understanding as to why we do it, right? And so, um, 
So sometimes we get stuck, you know, and this is why I wanted to do it a little bit different this day, this, this way, and why I wanted to even put the practical in the forefront, make it first, is sometimes we get stuck behind the, the idea that it is super spiritual, or unless you really know what you're doing, or treat it like a, um, like some kind of an experiment that you have to like really figure it out, that we don't want to take a step in that direction. Or, you know, you start throwing some Christianese on it. Or you start talking scripture. And it's like, it now becomes a thing that's like far away. You know? That you're, you're trying to, to really be a witness to, so, to someone. And it's like, whoa, that's so far away now. Oh, man. You know the scriptures you just brought out? That's intense, right? But it's like the scriptures that we have don't have to be, you know, intimidating or push us in a way where we're like, you know, thinking that we have to do something like super crazy. It's like we got to go all in or, you know, or not like we got to go all go 110 percent. Right. It's like there's a way where you can just in your natural day to day function that you can just say, hey, you know what? That's a good point. There are little things, just little things I can keep tweaking. Just keep tweaking a little thing, a little thing, a little thing, a little thing, a little thing. Just small things. Hey, you know what? I don't walk around my, my workplace with a smile too often. Right? Hey, you know what? I actually don't really think about anybody at my work. Hey, Bob, how you doing? <laughs> you know? Oh, whoa, I wasn't, you know, did I do something wrong? No, Bob. Oh, why are you coming over? I just wanted to see how you're doing. Just wanted to know that your day was going, you know, how, how your day was going. Was it going well? And, you know, what did you do this weekend? Right? And then <clears throat> you find out, hey, Bob, Bob likes racquetball or something. You know what I mean? And you like racquetball. Well, all of a sudden, now you're going out and you're playing, right? Or, you know, you find out he drinks a Tim Hortons coffee because you never really paid attention to that side of the, of the office before. And you're like, he, you know, he drinks Tim Hortons coffee. You know what? Next time I'm going to Tim, Tim's, I'm going to put something on his desk. Those kinds of things matter. Those kinds of things do matter. And just the things that we do in our day matter. The things that you can do to be a witness makes a huge impact, huge difference. And you have to think about it. You don't have to try to be something else. Good news is a part of your like, DNA. It's part of your identity, right? When you became, when you said, you know what? I accept the good news, and now I accept the Holy Spirit into my life. You have the answer in you already. That's the good news. So now, what do you get to do? You get to just be you and you get to be you brightly. And as you become bright in being you, all of a sudden you'll notice that people will be attracted to that light. And you'll notice that people will want to persecute that light. Because that's what happens when we decide to expose ourselves and like Christine was saying, be vulnerable, right? when you decide to open yourself up. Um, and that's, it's tough. It's tough being vulnerable, but sometimes we gotta be uncomfortable and sometimes we gotta just say, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna be who, I meant, who, who God's made me to be and I'm gonna take those incremental changes. How many of you guys wanna join me on that journey? Who's ready to, to do that? <laughs> okay. All right, more hands that time. I definitely know it's going across. You guys are getting it. I know it. I know it. It's not like the offering message, okay? That was, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a really long, long letter, but I tried shortening it as much as possible. Um, so let's get into some, let's get into some scripture. So let's back all this up. Let's back the train up now. Let's go in reverse. Let's, Let's unpack this, let's unravel it, let's find some scripture verses that talk about these kinds of things, these, 
these really simple things that probably relate with you a lot more than just like opening up like the Bible and reading a bunch of texts that maybe you don't have uh, as much that you can relate with, right? There's also like, if you think about it, it's way, way, this goes so far back that, you know, some of the, some of the way they, they did things back then, it's like we have a hard way of, of relating to that culture and, and to that way of life. But if you were to like read this letter back then, they would all probably look at that like, yeah, I can understand that. Just like me and you having this conversation, talking about what we just talked about, right? If it's all backed up by scripture, we're literally going through the same motions, right? On what the scripture is telling us. Because if it's backed by scripture, we're talking about those same kinds of principles. We're talking about those same things. So in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 to 27, it says, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Thanks, Christine. You know, you've got, you know, you were bringing out a point there that ties into that right there, right? When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, vulnerability, right? For I want to bring um, the weak to Christ. Wow. It's amazing. Who would have thought that an idea that just came out, it wasn't like Christine was like, I'm going to go into my Bible. I'm going to pull up Romans 9.22 and I'm going to get a backed up point that's going to, val- that's going to validate um, you know, what I'm saying here today. It's inside of our hearts. The good news in a lot of ways is inside of our hearts. And a lot of these different ideas were, um, are really infused right, with Scripture. You know, there's some that may not be, <laughs> and that's why we have scripture, because it keeps us on course and it keeps us in the right uh, vicinity of what we're doing and, and keeps us focused right. But if you look at it, it says, yes, um, if we continue on, it says, yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Find common ground with everyone. Some of those points we were talking about earlier, where I was just saying about being uh, a friend, right? Not making it weird. This is Paul saying, don't be like a theologian and be somebody that nobody can understand. Don't be that person. You don't have to. Paul's saying, "Um, I try to find common ground with everyone. Racquetball, right? That example Just playing racquetball. There's so many ways that you can find common ground. There's so many, so many, so many ways. It's so basic, right? So so I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize, and this part I like here, is don't, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing, right? (laughs) Hit in the air. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So this is Paul. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because, guys, there are people that don't read their Bible fully and they don't get this. And you have to stand before Christ, who's an all-loving, perfect being. And I don't want to go to Jesus and say, whoopsies, right? I'd like to go, you know, like, hey, I tried really hard, okay? I really tried to read the scripture and I really tried to do what Paul was saying. Paul said that when, when he was um, in another passage where he talks about, you know, like, I, I shared the good news. I, I fought the good fight, right? And he's like, you know, talking about blood on his hands. He's like, you know, like, I, I cared for those people that were around me. He actually paid attention to those people and he didn't want to have anything on his hands. And here's the difference is when we're out there being a witness, don't think you need to have all the fruit. Your job was never meant to make somebody become a believer. Your job is not to be some kind of influential speaker or super fancy, you know, person that everybody wants to connect with. 
Your job was not to be something different. Your job was to be the person you were made to be. And your job is to actually share the news, the good news that's already in, in, inside of you, and to be a beacon of hope and life to those that are around you. And you have to look at Paul. When he went and did all the preaching that he did, that man was persecuted. That man did not win everybody that he had over to Christ. He didn't win all of the, the Roman leaders, right? What did they say to him? They're like, what, you know, uh, King Agrippa said, you know, what do you think you're going to make me become a believer just because, you know, you're sharing this news with me here today? And all of the other people that Paul shared. But Paul said what? He said that he did not have that blood on his hands anymore. See, the thing is with you and I is that I'm not making you disqualified. I'm actually bringing this out to you. I'm not trying to bring this out to you so that you can say to yourself or, or so, that, um, so that we can say, ha ha, look it. Yeah, everybody's going to go and do things. I'm bringing this out to you so that you can have something, a clear conscience on the inside of your spirit to be able to say to, to your heavenly father, to say, hey, guess what? I care about those people. Guess what? I cared about that my brother and my sister be beside me. I cared about my coworker. I cared about my family. I cared about my neighbor. And you know what the cool thing about all that is? Is that you do not get disqualified because of what the actions of other people are. You don't get disqualified by what other people do. They can do whatever they want to do. The difference is that you, all you have to do is be that beacon of hope. You have, and a lot of times I feel like it's like this, um, uh, it's like hope deferred makes the heart sick. There's a scripture on that. But when you have this beacon of hope on the inside of you, when you have this life on the inside of you, and you know it's there, when you get to share that, it feels like good to be able to just freely get that off. It's like getting something off your chest sometimes, you know? And it's like knowing that there's no limitation on you for that. There's no limitation on you being kind to someone. There's nothing wrong with good news. There's nothing bad about it. You get to have that unleashed and feel good knowing that you don't have to have, you know, anybody's blood on your hands. What you have to do is have a heart that's soft and mature to know that you need to have uh, the knack to understand compassion the right way, right? To know how to have a proper spirit that way towards ministering to someone, right? Those are the things that we need to have inside of us, right? So we can run with purpose in every step. You don't have to go, oh, uh, 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 um, okay, I'm going to read my Bible again. There was some kind of scripture which I have to interpret somehow and figure out a way where that makes sense for me to be a witness, right? It's like you got to, it becomes really hard when you start thinking that way. Do you guys see kind of why I did the service kind of flipped around it today? Um, I really wanted to just get you to relate with those things because there actually, a lot of it is rooted in the Bible. A lot of just different things that you can do. Not that, not that it is the Bible that you need to take a, a big church invitation card, go to Tim Hortons and pay for the person behind you. That's not in the Bible. But the, the concepts of the underpinnings of different types of things that we're talking about here are in the Bible, right? Um... Okay, so, so let's not just sit on the side or be lost in thought and forget about others. Let's really think about what that could be and know that it's not hard. It really is a growing process, right? Just like our faith. It says faith is as small as a mustard seed. Do you know that a mustard seed, when it's planted, it becomes big? It becomes a big mustard seed tree? And so... Um, that is what faith is like, right? It's a growth. And a lot of things that God does in our lives is a growth. He's maturing and growing us. In the same way, all this good news is a maturing and a growing. So in Romans 1.16, here's another scripture. It says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For I am not ashamed, meaning that you're not ashamed of Christ, because Christ wasn't ashamed of you. Christ went to the cross, 
And he said, I'm going to pay a price for you. I paid a dear price for your freedom. I paid a dear price for that good news. So why do we need to be ashamed of something that's so valuable, right? And so we need to make sure that we don't become ashamed of it just because the noise of what the culture might be saying or different things that go on, right? It is the power of God at work, not the power of your mind, of your way of extrapolating scripture um, out of it, not, you know, the power of, um, you know, your fancy uh, way of articulating things. It's the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. You don't have to do anything. You have to be there, available, and do something. That's all you got to do. You just got to say, you know what? I don't think this is probably going to work too well. Oh, well, I'm going to do it anyways. And you just go and you try, right? There's opportunities. I know that we all have opportunities. Little things that come up all the time, right? Just at the grocery store, like what Daniel was saying. It's all those kinds of things. They just come up. And maybe, maybe God's put it inside of you to be, oh, I think that's Jesus. No, I just beat him. Okay, I'll tell him. No. All right. He says, I got to hurry it up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, you know, so think about it. When you look at in Romans there, um, you know, it's the power of God, right? Saving everyone who believes. It's not my power. It's God's power. And I just find that I don't need to be scared, right? I've been in spots where I'm like, I think this is going to go really bad. I think somebody is going to have a, a fit here, right? Um, but it's like, I'm not going to worry about that. Like, I've shared with people at, at work that might have been struggling in, you know, I don't want to get, but like just struggling in their life in different things. And I'm, I'm there having a conversation and talking about where I've been in my life and letting them know that it was Jesus that did something. And even if that person doesn't want to believe in Jesus, maybe they, maybe they have a different religion. Maybe they, they said they'll never be a Christian. The fact is that there's an opportunity there to just share something with that person, even if they don't want to hear it. They could just say, hey, you know what? I know where you're going to go with this, Aaron, or I know where you're going to go with this, Daniel. I actually don't want to hear it. That's fine. You don't have to push anything. There's nothing to push. You don't have to push anything at that point, right? You're just like, okay, that's fine, you know? But if you do want to talk about it, I'm here and I'm available to have a conversation with you, right? And so there's lots of opportunities where you can be a witness and you can share that life and you can share the power of the good news. Because when people struggle and have hard times, when they're, um, when they're, they're, you know, like look at all the mental health and everything that's going on. When all of those things are going on, it's like there's such a freedom in Christ that, you know, there's so many examples of different men and women of God, different Christians. They're like, you know, I have worse things going on around them. Like people that have gone overseas. I I remember uh, my parents having a, a minister over who was like uh, in Israel, God, God told him, uh, you know, like to go into politics and stuff like this. And he was like a minister and, and was growing and, and, and had a church and everything and people were established and everything. And then God's like, great, now I want you to go do this thing. And it's like, even in that, you know, and there's like a hardship that comes with that. But even in those hard pressed times, it's like, there's a freedom in here. There's a life that comes from in here that, you just can't shake. And that's that good news, right? And so it's like we have all of that good news on the inside of us. You know, we need to share that. And if you don't have that, go on a replenish retreat. You know, go on other types of retreats that are out there. Or, you know, start coming out to prayer or coming out to small groups and start connecting with different ones and start encouraging one another. That's what the body of Christ is there for. Amen? So here's another scripture. So Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. 
So by just doing those good deeds, like what we were talking about, like, oh my goodness, you know, like, who would have thought giving your neighbor some cookies is doing scripture? Woohoo! Right? Like Matthew 5.16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. That's a good thing. That's a nice thing to do, right? Right, going into work with a smile on our face, that's a nice thing to do. Those are all really good things to do. And so it's like, just keep doing good deeds. Don't put um, a mask on the person that you are. Don't mask it. Because you're like, oh, but if I do that, I'm not going to face the persecution. No. We need to be able to be open. We know that persecution will come. We need to be the light that God has told us to be. And that's it. And so, um, a couple more scripture verses here. And then we're going to have the worship team um, come up after that. And we're going to just go out rejoicing. We're, like, we're going to go out with a bit more of an upbeat song. Because I don't want to end it. On a, on a slow song. Like, we gotta, you know, be happy about the good news that we have. And just be, just be joyful, you know? Like, just happy with what we've got. Like, man, you know, sometimes it's, I just reflect back on different moments, like, with God. And I, I remember even just, like, hearing God for the first time, and it was just a really awestruck moment at that time. Just knowing that, that God cares about the day-to-day things and he cares about us and you know and he does that and and I remember just going like man when that happened it was just like I just think that I have everything like this is just awesome the fact that you can the fact that you can know that the per- the man um, the God who created everything everything would want to say something to somebody like myself and it's just like wow like, that's it. That's, that's it. I, I've got all that I need. But then what, you know, like, and then you start growing accustomed to it. You start growing accustomed to things. And then you start experiencing more of other things. But then it's like, I can't just keep that inside me. I can't just be like, okay, I got everything I need. Okay, guys, see you later. I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to maybe pop in, maybe once a month and say hi to you and then um, you know just kind of wait out my time and just enjoy going on a holiday and and doing other things that I care about for me and then you know and then maybe think about Christ and maybe think about people around me you know what I mean it's like no way like we were made to actually have that bond with one another, to have that fellowship with one another, to grow in maturity as believers, to experience the hope that has been um, set for us when Christ did what he did on the cross, and to have a love and a compassion that's worthy of the cross of Christ, which, to be completely honest, that love that he shed on, on the cross was far stretching to anything that we could possibly do. Like Paul says, you know, like there's nothing, nothing that I can do. But it's like, but just to, to know that we're aiming in that direction, that we're doing those kinds of things is pleasing to God. And knowing that somebody who paid that price and shed his blood to that extent and to care that deep, just to know that we can do something in return, just some aspect of that, is really pleasing to both God and it can be really pleasing towards ourselves to know, hey, you know what? I actually do want to care about those things. And I know that when we get to heaven and we look Jesus face to face, which we all will and you will individually, not with any of us here, but have that time with the Lord, you'll have those conversations and those moments with him and you'll be able to have that kind of depth of conversation with him about those areas that you really cared for him. And I know that he's going to appreciate that. He's going to really appreciate what you did because he cares about every one of us. He could have just said, ah, scratch this creation. I'm going to develop a new creation. I don't want them. There's something valuable about you and I being together. And it far exceeds anything you can do to just please your own self, right? There's a, there's a value in that. 
And I don't want to go down that because there's another whole ser sermon thing on that kind of topic, right? Um, but uh, so 1 Peter 2, 9 says, but you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. Uh, you're a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others that goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into, the, into his wonderful light. Like, you are the, that light. Isn't that a blessing? That you get to be that light. You are that royal priest, okay? It's like you don't have to um, masquerade that around. But it's like that's what you are. And it's like sometimes when I look at uh, Christians when they're out on the streets and, or talking to whoever that they come in contact with, it's like you, you just feel they just look like they, they have nothing, you know? Like... They have no good news, and they just don't even identify with the royal priesthood. It's like, or the good news. It's like, like here, this is God saying, you are a royal priest, a holy nation. Wow, a holy nation. God's very own possession. You have good news that was given to you that you have the ability to freely distribute, which we talked about today, that it's, it's not that difficult to do. But it's like, that's, that's what we have, right? We have all of that. Let's be that. Let's, let's like say, I am that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm walking around. Like, when we share about our faith, like when Carrie shares about stuff, like even when she does stuff online, like we're not making that the forefront. That's not the premise of, of her business, right? But... She doesn't shy from it. She's not intimidated by it. She doesn't care if other people have a different opinion. We don't care if we lose a contract. <laughs> Woohoo! You know what I mean? Now we have some persecution. Right? Who cares? But it's like, I'm going to be that. I want to I identify you know, with those things that I actually have. And that's a maturity, right? To be able to say, hey, you know what? Let's identify with those things, right? And let's be those people when we walk around and just share the gospel of God all around us. Okay, last scripture verse. Um, so John, everybody knows um, John 3.16, right? Who wants to try a C? Oh, we got Ben, Ben's, Ben's go, go for it, man. Right. Yeah, that's whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have yeah, eternal life. See? There we go. Bam. We got it. Now how many of, how many of you guys know John um John three seventeen? Yeah, did I just say it? I think um for yeah, so God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Because sometimes we're like, you know, we're wanting to just go in there, right? And what are we going to do when we, well, I've got the good news. Well, guess what I'm going to do to that person? You need to change your ways. you got to, you know, you, you've got to be a two, totally different person. They're like, who are you? What are you talking about? And, and they're, you know, and, and they're, they're judging them and saying, oh, you've got such, you know, you're, you're such a bad person. And, you know, and, you, like, it's not, like, and you're just judgmental. I'm trying to give an example, and I'm really doing a, not a good job on it. But it's like, when you think about just not being judgmental and knowing that you've got good news and knowing that there's something great on the inside of you, number one, it's less intimidating for, for, for them. It's also less intimidating for you to be able to share that news because you're like, oh, Okay, so it's not, it's not as hard as I've been making it out to be. You know what I mean? And on top of that, the Bible says right here in John 3.17, right? Right after John 3.16, for God sent his son into the world, right? Not to judge the world. 
So it's, it's like that right there, you know, it goes to show what God really was intending. Like, he wasn't wanting to hurt the people that are on this earth. He wanted to take the people that are on this earth and actually pour into them and give them something. He wanted them to have a hope. He wanted them to be able to grow into the creation that he made them to be, that we're all made to be. I'm excited that God cares about me as a creation and that he wants me to be something, you know what I mean? And to work in tandem with all of his other creation that he has, right? And be a part of this big symphony of whatever eternity is going to look like. Like, that's an exciting thing. And it's, we should be hopeful and excited that we have that good news and that we can have other people who will be there in that eternity with us, right? And so I hope that was an encouragement to you today. I hope I stirred up your thought process on, you know, just being able to do evangelistic stuff in different ways. I hope I, you know, was uh, able to just like uncouple some of the, some of the challenges around what people may, might experience when they look at evangelism. Uh, there's so many things you could cover on evangelism, but I just, I really hope that was an encouragement to you. For those of you that are tuned on in online, thank you very much. for. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.